0: From Reboot, this is in quarantine. I'm Steve Bodo here talking life during Corona. Hey, have you had a, a nasal swab test yet? Oh man. Uh, if you haven't, you gotta get one. It's it's one of the pandemic's signature experiences. And there is, you know, there's a new wave of much less invasive tests coming. So the swab ones are gonna be harder to come by. There's gonna like there's gonna be tests, you can spit on them, you could just like rub your gums on things, you can like look at a piece of Kleenex and say Fauci, all these things that are much easier. But you are going to be missing out if you don't go and get your nasal swab test before they disappear. You're going to be missing out on some valuable lessons about your skull anatomy. And I can tell you this because I've had three of them, and I know a lot more now than I used to. They're all negative. I haven't had the the COVID yet, but I got to tell you, there was for me there was a before nasal swab test and an after because uh, before, like basically, I thought. I thought a certain part of the inside of my head was my upper nasal cavity. And it turned out that was my middle nasal cavity. And there was a whole unexplored land up in there that was my actual upper nasal cavity. It was like finding a, a new closet in my bedroom that I didn't know was there. It was like a special Northwest Passage, a different way of getting from my nose to the back of my skull. It was a learning experience to say the least. Oh, another thing, oh, one, the first time I went and had this ramrod put up my nose, they told me that while it was happening to relieve the, the, the discomfort, should <laughs> keep swallowing. They might not tell you that because the second and third time I had this, they did not tell me that. So I would have been shit out of luck if I hadn't had someone kind the first time around. I don't know why swallowing helps, but I highly recommend it my point is, my guest today is Ronnie Chang, Uh, and uh, I haven't talked to Ronnie in a long time, and I'm really excited to. You may know Ronnie uh, as a correspondent on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, uh, where I used to work, and uh, both uh, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and Ronnie on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah are about to celebrate their fifth anniversary on the show, which is, for me, at least, wild to think about, but they've been there since September 2015. Uh, And uh, Ronnie also just spent He's back in New York now, but has spent most of his quarantine in Australia, right, Ronnie? Or quarantine the pandemic? Hi, Ronnie. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it's been five years. It's what? been, it's, it's, yeah, for real. I know. That I just, recorded, as I was writing this thing up, I was like, Jesus, it's, it was September 2015.
1: That's such a huge chunk of life. That's almost the entire man about you. That's,
0: that, I think about it exactly the same way. I tend to, <laughs> that's why
1: I measure time.
0: I tend to denominate things uh, in, in Paul Reiser terms. And yeah, that's how long you've been there. Uh, yeah, so- Not, not uh, just
1: a daily show, not just daily show, but in America for that long. So for me, not just the daily show um, measure of time, but the measure of time of how long I've been here in New York, if this can be considered America anymore. And uh <laughs> been, been well, loving- every second of it.
0: Um, yeah. No, I think there are plans afoot to make it not part of America anymore. <laughs> Probably plans from both sides. Um, so listen, man, how you been? you, you uh, last I can't remember the last time I saw you, but I think you... I know you were... Well, just tell me. I'm not going to guess. I don't want to like, <laughs> make people listen to me guess where you were, but like, just take us back. It's the end of the year, the beginning of the year, and you... So you are... I don't know if I say you're from Australia, but you certainly lived in Australia for a long time. You yeah, yeah. Born in Malaysia, you yeah. went to school in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to
1: law school in Australia, which is undergraduate, and I finished it. Um, and uh, I, I lived in Australia for like 10 years, so it's like second home to me. And well, what happened was uh, in March 2020, I was lucky to get cast in a movie role that was shooting in australia and um it was gonna be a two-week shoot for me and so i left in march and then march what uh, like (laughs) i can't remember the exact date all i remember is
0: (laughs) like first week uh, of march uh, like like
1: yeah it was it was the it was the oh this isn't gonna affect us week of march um, that would be the
0: first week of March. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, this was the still like, oh, this is gonna, this is someone else's problem. This is not a New York, America problem. And then, uh, so one week into my stay in Australia, just before, um, well, I'm I'm supposed to literally, I'm in full costume, uh, about to go to set, and then they call off the whole production. <laughs> they, they pause. They pause the production, and yeah, the, that was when the world kind of. Paused. Um, So I I I went the week I went there. It was still no one was paranoid. You know, you could fly. No one was wearing masks. And then a weekend, the the basically the entire world world shut down. And um, that I remember that first week was kind of the most scariest, uh, just because. We didn't really know what was happening. It was that situation of: Is this really gonna? it, it is this a kind of thing where if you leave your hotel room, you're gonna die? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that first, first this, week like, was what,
0: so what is it. this? Is this disease? Is it the flu, or is it like Ebola? You touch a, you or touch it? a doorknob yeah. and then your liver dissolves? Like, yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. know.
1: Yeah, so that first week was the most kind of uh, uncertain, and then after about a week or two weeks, it became like. But you're stuck oh.
0: at this time. You're like, you're, you are You could at this point still get back to the US and yeah. aren't trying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> not trying. Not <laughs> trying at all. Um, I remember my my reps, I think it was my manager. He was like, hey, if you don't leave now, you might not get back to New York. We can't guarantee that you'll, there'll be a flight leaving to New York. Like, like, we don't know when the next flight will ever leave again. And I was like, I'm good with that. And so
0: I just stayed in.
1: Yeah, I stayed in. Uh, I was in Sydney, Australia. Because
0: you like Sydney, or just because you're like, well, New York looks like such a shit show now. Yeah. I'll just stay literally as far away as I can.
1: A little bit of a little bit of New York being a shit show, but also a little bit more of. Um, uh, I didn't want to like get it while traveling home, you know. Because there's no, so I rather just stay put and and kind of yeah. you know. I, I thought that was the best play, and my wife was with me. I didn't want to kind of jump on a plane and go to New York and you know wh- so we both stayed in Australia, which seemed and I gotta tell you in oh, so hand- with
0: you yeah. I, see I, I didn't know if she had traveled with you for yeah because yeah. it's fun to go to Australia and she's from there too.
1: Yeah, she's Australian. She's an Australian yeah. citizen. So so and like I said, it's a second home for me. And we we were the production was putting us up. And I can't really talk about the movie yet, but
0: uh, Oh I, uh, I see
1: <laughs> But I do That oh, was some super secret thing. It is uh, was uh, they tell me it's super secret and um uh but I will say that the you know kudos to the movie production and the studio because when that stuff was going down, they told me just stay indefinitely. Don't worry about it. And so they put me up uh, and, and I meant, I actually, it okay.
0: gives I, me some sense that it's not like a, uh, a literary indie adaptation movie. No, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Something fend for yourself, a, yeah. a bit of a larger scale. Okay. Well, that's fortunate yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they, they, um I I asked them like can you clarify what indefinitely means because I don't know what's happening and they said indefinitely indefinitely literally don't even worry about it just keep staying oh, and so It sounds
0: like they're it sounds like they're very nice people it sucks that you can't yeah. say their name
1: Yeah I know and uh, I can't wait to say that name very loudly as soon as they let me but um uh so so I was staying there and um I man I got to tell you Australia was handling it pretty well you know I was reading the news and following what was going on and by all uh, accounts, uh, I, I fair to say I think Australia Australia handled it one of the best in the world. So we were pretty comfortable staying there. Yeah. Like I I walked out I walked from my hotel to a, a clinic and got tested almost immediately because I I actually had a cough mm. and I was getting paranoid and I tested negative, and so I did the swab you were talking about earlier at the top of the episode. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And, um, did but, they tell you to swallow? Did they give you the swallow advice? No, device? they did
1: not give me the swallow advice. See, device. that's
0: the thing, man. People, they don't tell you. It does help. Does it actually help? I mean, it's it, it doesn't make it pleasant. <laughs> does it help in the way that like if you get
1: an injection, you like look the other way? You know, are you just distracting? Yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> no, it's more than distracting. There's like some sort of weird pressure up in an area oh. that like where nothing should be, like sort of underneath behind your eye socket. What? That, yeah, that that like that's my experience. I don't know. Maybe I had a more aggressive swabber, but like Yo, it's really you going that- on up there. And yeah. if you swallow, it'll. I don't know. Well, well, here's the thing. I, I mean, we when- took it from being like a nine level shittiness to right. like a seven and a half or eight level.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll take whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll a take point it. and
0: a half, take it. Yeah,
1: yeah. but um, if so in Australia they were like testing people for free essentially and and um, I, I just want to skip ahead because is it's relevant to what you were saying about the the testing because um, skip you skip fast forward maybe five months into this and production actually restarted in Sydney and um, we were being tested every three days and then the on the onset test, the swabbing was way less aggressive it was like barely in and out and so I I go I asked the nurse like is this the legit test and they're like oh yeah <laughs> this is the one, This you know, it's a different type of equipment. It's a different type of test. We don't have to go all the way into the back of your head. And so, yeah, I was getting tested like every three days there.
0: So you're you're in Australia and looking back at the US. So how did this all look from 10 or whatever thousand miles away and from a place that was handling it well? Like, what did you make of it? Oh, oh, just what was going on? I, I mean, uh, the
1: official, the uh, tr- quote-unquote traditional news was already pretty insane, um, and then you, if you go on Twitter, it became complete, one hundred percent. Like I actually had to delete Twitter from from my phone because at, at the peak of it, I was trying to follow what was happening, and it there was too much. Every five seconds, it was it, you, Your emotions went from oh, oh, we're gonna be okay. They figured something out. To oh, we're all gonna die.
0: Yeah. Well, Twitter. I mean, if yeah, I I don't know, Ronnie. I get to be getting your like epidemiology news only from Twitter. I mean, it's yeah, it's just chaos and anecdote. Like
1: hundred percent. And I remember something you said a few years ago that always stuck with me, and I always kind of use it and and attribute it to you. You said something like, "It's like society was still forming the antibodies to deal with the internet." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and that always stuck with me that idea that yeah we are still trying
0: figured it out yeah we haven't
1: figured it out and I you know this I had another breakthrough vis a vis my relationship to the internet over this pandemic which was delete Twitter and it's so dumb and you know cliche you know ignore Twitter and it's also so basic uh,
0: but no but it's like the equivalent of like you know what you should do when there's a pandemic wash your hands yeah exactly like, I, I mean everybody already knows that but like how many yeah. people do it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so you were over you were in sydney then what f- four or five months five yeah months?
1: much till uh, uh much till august yes was a good five long time ago.
0: and then you're back in new york now how does you've spent more time in new york city than i have recently like <laughs> how's it look to you after the five months away in this particular five months what it's been Going through,
1: yeah, I, I gotta say, I think I missed the worst of it because I came back, um, admittedly happy to kind of come back to my own house, uh, and uh, uh I don't know, I'm walking, I'm walking on the streets. The vibe seems nice. Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking at my um citizen, the citizen app. It tries to report in real time uh police, um scanner information, and um the crime seems to be up. So that's a danger, maybe. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but, but, um, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of walking around a little bit more complacent than I should be, maybe, because uh, I, I don't. I came from. I spent five months in Australia, where it wasn't as intense. Like, um, as you as you can imagine, the city feels a little bit emptier or less busy, at least, by New York standards. Yeah. I mean, you've been in New York a lot longer than me. Uh, were you born here in New York? I think uh, you were born, born in New. Not in the I, city, though
0: I was not born in the city. I was actually born in Detroit, which is like weird Steve trivia, but like lived there for three months, grew up in the suburbs of New York, but I've been you know a, a properly living in New York City for thirty years uh except for the last you know five months so
1: what do you feel like this <laughs> is turning New York back into a era that you remember, or is this something new? Like, are we going to the eighties or is this like, no, this is something different?
0: I don't know yet. I just haven't been around, but I mean, Mm -hmm. there's, uh, it's, uh, it's certainly not going to be what it was two years ago. No. Um, No. And, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of like, um, pruning and rebooting is not a, not a terrible idea. I think from a cultural standpoint, I worry about like the you know, economy. I worry about people's ability just to like make a living and get to work. I think that's going to be a big problem. Um, in 10 years' time, I think New York will be fine. In three or f- – I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, so are you – also, you're back to work on The Daily Show? Yes. Uh, well, that's the thing. I never
1: stopped uh, working. So thankfully, The Daily Show, um, within I think two weeks, they pivoted into – Went remote, the, yeah. Yeah, they went remote. And you know, you know those guys – better than me you've been with them longer and man they are so resourceful and so talented like i've
0: been very impressed yeah i uh with with, uh with with that pivot to the remote show i think uh technically creatively um very impressive
1: yes yes extremely and and i mean they they kept it going i mean trevor everybody and um I mean, but the content aside, just the production is, I think, the, the, the way they managed to do it, that's amazing. And then obviously, I, I think the show has really been hitting something, you know, it's been hitting uh, something very authentic uh, and true to what's happening right now.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, watch the conventions the last couple of weeks? weeks?
1: Um, yes. Uh, I've been jet lagged. So uh, I've been watching highlights. <laughs> or low lights or whatever you want to call it um yeah i don't but, know that
0: jet lag is a terrible way to watch these things a little, right. little bit of uh <laughs> a, a little bit of head twist is probably helpful
1: right um have been watching it um and give us I the, feel- give
0: us the ronnie highlights from the
1: ronnie highlights man i mean did we kind of do
0: trump kid Trump. <laughs> favorite um favorite who is the favorite trump's kid moment i guess which is different from the favorite trump kid because that's oh i mean not a fair question
1: i i think the uh, you gotta go donald trump jr uh, I, I would think, say
0: the same thing What well, what about him where where did you come out on that
1: oh uh, man i mean i found it you know the the fact that his i what i guess it's his girlfriend now was on it too, and before him, uh, you're, you're talking about Ms. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yes, yes, sir, Guilfoyle, and then, um, uh, uh he, yeah, him. I, I found that to be the kind of weirdest thing. Uh, like, it really is in the family now, and I just feel
0: like oh, they kept it's a the complete R&D. family business. No, yeah. it's like it's a Trump <laughs> organization that happens to also like be the executive branch of the government now.
1: <laughs> yes, um, uh, yes, and. Um, I feel I really want to know who turned down the appearance offers, you know, like who that I I mean, I, I this is where it always gets tricky because I believe I have no evidence for this. But I believe that nobody really wants to be on that.
0: <laughs> I, I believe oh, yeah. that. No, I think that's absolutely true. That's why it's all filled with friends Ex- and family because there is nobody else. I- exactly, but then you can
1: never nail them on that, right? Because which is one of the conundrums of this whole administration that you can never really nail them on that. Like it's interesting. I had some friends from Singapore who are like, I guess Trump supporters. Like they'll deny it, but the, and which is part of the problem I'm describing because they (laughs) will defend yeah in singapore yeah and they'll defend stuff he's doing in a in such a narrow way that they are right like legalistically what do you give me an example like like, for example they'll say like like just the most basic one would be the uh, the mexicans are rapists and let's go back to the original sin of the opening <laughs> of the first speech. Okay, yeah, campaign. sure. A little, a little little
0: memory lane. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah,
1: and uh, you see, this is uh, I'm gonna butcher this argument, but it'll be something like he didn't actually say that Mexicans are rapists. He said that people coming over, some of them are rapists, and and so it's like, okay, like technically you're right, and if you want, to ignore the macro vision of this guy and you argue very specific things about him. You actually make him sound like a good president.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do they say about like they have they have universal health care in Singapore?
1: Yes. So yes. what do they
0: say about that? Are they against that or do they see that going on over here? They like what, go, what, what do people in Singapore, Australia, that's a great, like that's make a great of question. the U.S. healthcare system, for example?
1: Um, that's a good question. And and my counter argument to a lot of what they say is that they don't really know America that well because they never had to live here. And I think it's very easy to to talk about America and American politics if you don't live here. And you it's especially easy to, to be pro-Trump if you don't live here because you don't have any skin in the game. So it doesn't, you know. What I mean, you can you can love him as a reality TV figure because he's entertaining. But you, it's easy to support him from the outside because you don't have to actually be here to deal with any of the BS. You can just kind of watch the TV show, show. So Ronnie, you can um, say
0: you can say bullshit. Cetera, if you do that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you curse before. I've heard. you you're, <laughs> I'm trying you're not really, to learn the You're quite adept at it, actually, and, and enjoy it. So <laughs> you don't my, have
1: to. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it clean in case your kids listen to this. I, but um, uh, please,
0: please uh, don't do
1: that. <laughs> but yeah, they. I mean, uh, they. That, that's a really good question. You know, I can't speak f- for the outright Singaporeans because I'm I'm struggling to see what they think as well. But I can answer the question about the healthcare thing, which is that, like I said, in Singapore and Australia, they've got essentially what's called it, it's universal healthcare. Like they take the money out of your paycheck every all the employee the employer pays for it right yeah Um, yeah. you get a job it goes into the fund and then when you get sick guess what you can just go see a doctor and not worry about going bankrupt because it's there even the Singapore healthcare system has elements of socialism quote-unquote socialism and capitalism because you pay into it and then it's not a free ride like you you have to um so I think what happens with Singapore is I don't want to get too lost in the weeds here but the government takes a percentage of your paycheck so when you go see a doctor the money gets deducted from that but here's the best part is that if if you if you have something catastrophic that is exceeding way above what you have in your account don't worry about it it'll, it'll it will be covered you got it yeah and if you and,
0: don't have a, and if you don't have a job or like if you're uh, if you're a poor singaporean
1: Oh, yeah. If you, I, I think it, the, I'm pretty sure the government's got your back with that one, too. Um, and it was interesting. You compared it to America. And I just feel like Americans should go to Australia for six months. Every American should go <laughs> visit Australia for six months and just see like, hey, white people doing socialist medicine works, man. It's not that scary. It, in fact, you know, it's more freedom because you can just if you have a med- medical problem, you can just go see a doctor and then get on with your life. So you, think, so
0: you think there's like an exchange program? Like every six months, we send another million Americans over there. <laughs> Do we have to take the Australians over here to make space for them? What uh, kind of system are you thinking of?
1: Great question. I think it, for it to work, it, uh, it will have to be just white people because that's the only way Australia will accept them. And that's also the only way Americans will uh, accept Australians as well. So – uh, I think it's just a white people thing. Okay. Leave okay. the rest of us out of it. Okay. And then, um, I think, yes, one for one is a good idea because Australians also love going to America. So, um, you do, I didn't yes. know this. Yes. yes. Why, Austra-
0: uh, Why now? Especially like you <laughs> now, not so much, not, oh, not okay. so much,
1: but before all this, there was definitely, uh, Australians love coming to America. And I think Americans love the idea of Australia because we, we
0: do tend to like we I think we look at Australia like oh that's yeah that's cool they're sort of it's like uh it's like British people uh but with lots of space and like kind yes. of uh, yeah with like some California as, and maybe some Colorado in there
1: yeah it's as far as you can go and still see white people yeah
0: tell me uh you are a uh, you're a stand-up how are you uh, how are you doing that in this environment like you like you oh. As a stand-up guy, like you know, constantly writing jokes and material, and always having ideas—is it just like there's just massive backlog? Have um, you performed at all? Like, how are you doing it?
1: Yeah, so I've been writing you got my a, your jokes.
0: Spe- your, your Netflix special from last year is hilarious. People should watch it if they haven't.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah. Um, so was was working on the sequel, and um, I wrote. I've been writing jokes, just like I always do, but not really being able to test them. Um, I did. I mean, here's an interesting about stand-up, which is so different to improv, which I feel like that's where you come from, um, is that we write our jokes way in advance and we do it, you know, if you're really, really good, you change it every year. <laughs> and right. so we have all this material from before the pandemic that, like,
0: <laughs> just
1: doesn't really hit home anymore.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's there's a certain um it there's a certain uh it's like a different world right now and you're talking about uh ancient history sometimes and I look at my material that I was doing before in fact I had a bit about how in New York no one cares about Corona and uh, I'm really glad that didn't um, that didn't go viral <laughs> um uh so um I and I did do one gig in Australia just just because I I. I had to, um, it's kind of, it's in my blood and, um, it was so stupid. It was so dangerous to do it. It was dumb. We were all in a, we were in a small room and no mass and, and just, it, there was no point to it. Like, it just I don't know why that we're willing to die for it, uh, is, is my conclusion. And, um,
0: yeah, well, I, haven't, I, I, I haven't heard before about the, the tragedy that is all the lost up material that people are just have. <laughs> Six 12 months worth of stuff that they just aren't going to be able to do anymore. What happens to that? Is yeah, like, uh, is there a repository for it? Does it go like is there some sort of you know yeah. discount bargain basement store where you can pick up this uh <laughs> late
1: 2019 stand up material? Nobody can, damn, use? that's actually a really good idea. We should do there should be something, damn it. That you should you know you should pitch that to um uh, uh, some kind of network or something. I mean, it, that. You
0: should, we should do a the lost jokes,
1: yeah. The 2019 before pandemic stuff that you can't do anymore. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, unfortunately, I did have a a big live tour plan that sold pretty well, and uh, I had to cancel it because people were gonna die or whatever, right? Yeah, no, and um, uh, so I postponed that to next year, but yeah, that's it's really uh, disheartening that um stand up which was the kind of you know the, in 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 as far as my perspective in showbiz it, my perspective has always been like well they can't take stand up away <laughs> they can cancel shows they can fire you they can you yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. know can you can
0: always go up and do a set like yeah oh, but you well, can always mm, uh,
1: and now you can't yeah wah, wah. and, and I, I i remember last year cuz new york city is kind of like the mecca for stand up comedy and I always wanted to move here to do stand-up comedy and I think most stand-ups aspire to that for better or for worse and so I remember last year I was um, a typical day for me in, in New York City you know I was doing I was at the Daily Show and then at, after we finished work I would go around and I'd run around and do like you know I was running around doing five sets that night oh, going yeah, from right. club to club that, you know that hustle and yeah. uh, really loving it and I remember in my head thinking like man this is amazing this is like a dream come true and then I was like, that little voice in the back of my head going like, this can't last, right? This is too good. <laughs> this is too good to be true. Uh, and then you you start, you know, hearing Tony Robbins go like, push the negativity out of your head, man. That's <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, I'm just being negative. How can this end? And then it ended. And it was like, man, that like, that like the most positive activity in, in the world just, you know. Like, we weren't hurting anyone. We would just run around telling jokes.
0: Just we can do jokes. that anymore. Just yeah, run around so. 10 telling jokes.
1: Now we're five months into it and, you know,
0: we're all <laughs> a little over
1: it. Uh, uh, um, and also for me, I managed to kind of channel it into other kind of writing uh, projects, which oh, I – like what? So, like what? Uh, you know, writing TV show or movie ideas or whatever it was, stuff that just, you know, I never had time to do and it was kind of piling up. And so I was able to kind of focus on that. And- That's
0: exciting. I hope you'll send me the scripts, Ronnie. Uh, want Please, them.
1: I'd love to. Dude, you're the you're the uh, smartest guy in comedy. I'd love to, to see what you think sure about. Sure, I am. About, about my BS, yeah. If you can, <laughs> if now, you can handle-
0: No, we talked about this. About your what? <laughs> my bullshit. If you can Thank handle you. Bullshit. Come on.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, so that first month was okay. And then now it's kind of like, I, I'm getting desperate now. So in New York City, they start doing stand-up shows in the park. Outside, and yeah. In, and in car parks, on rooftops. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's just go do it. Let's just go do some, give it some a try. weird gig, yeah. Give it a try and just whatever, eat shit, you know. And <laughs> you'll eat shit for sure. There's no way you can do a show yeah. in a car park to people in cars and not eat shit. It's designed to eat shit. That's an eat <laughs> shit gig. <laughs> well,
0: what would you do? How would you get past it? Like, you, the, okay, you're gonna like you're gonna eat it a certain amount, but then also like you would. What do you do? Like do you. You go around like to individual cars and and scream at them, like you turn it into a different (laughs) kind of a stage. You're like, well, well, you got to do something.
1: There's no way around it, Steve. It just got to eat shit now. There's no, yeah, until the vaccine. So every day, no, yeah, it's just every day I just refresh the New York Times vaccine tracker page. And I'm just like, come on, anything.
0: Um, (laughs) I want to tell jokes in a small room again. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My mom, my mom was like, my mom was like, uh, why do you want to go back? You know, like like it's the first time in in. So so I think uh, for America, you know, I don't think people understand ideologically. Like everyone has always wanted to go to America. It's like a no brainer.
0: Even if you're from, we are uh, trying our best to to <laughs> cure the world of that idea. But yes, I guess um, it hasn't taken. I don't know. Yeah, it it
1: like I'm not even talking about. Whatever Asian country, second, third world countries, if you want to call them that, uh, even even Australia, right? Like it's like if you get a chance to go to America to work, if you get that opportunity, of course you go. It's a no brainer. So um, whether you're in Malaysia, Singapore, Australia, and now you know when when I told my mom I'm coming back, I, she was uh, because I was in Australia. She's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" I'm like, oh, "I'm going back to America," and she was like, "Why? Why would you <laughs> want to go back now?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to be like, yeah, you know, just because, in America, you you can tell dick jokes for more money. That's what I it mean, is. I,
0: no, no mother could disagree with that reasoning.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, it and, and it's so interesting now that she's like, <laughs> and she said, talking- Ronnie. You must go to America.
0: <laughs> yeah. The dick jokes require it. I, um, I want you to. I want you to earn top dollar for your dick jokes. Yeah, son. you can. You can earn ten cents on a dollar in Singapore. It's worth ten times that in America. I did not raise you <laughs> <laughs> to tell discount dick jokes. Get on the next plane in New York.
1: <laughs> Risk death and all that. So yeah, um, uh, so it, it it's interesting at shift now. You know, you can feel it.
0: Hey, do you are you an Australian citizen? Do you have a Malaysian passport? What's that situation?
1: I'm, I'm a Malaysian passport only. Yeah,
0: you are. So yeah, yeah. Uh, correct me, but for but a I'm
1: a, sorry, but I'm an Australian permanent resident. Okay, so, yeah, and
0: and some third thing in New York.
1: Oh, uh, I'm I I am a American permanent resident now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you're a permanent resident in more than one place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They gave I'm not it trying to me trying to get an immigrant in trouble, but that's just yeah. That can a little, you can you
1: yeah. please keep this podcast yeah. on the low?
0: Thanks. Yeah, of course. No. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty close to on the low already. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I I think you maybe once told me that uh, with a Malaysian passport, you cannot travel to Israel. Is that still true?
1: <laughs> yeah. The second page of the passport clearly states, it goes, this passport is valid for all places except the following countries. And then it just says Israel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> the it's the one and only. Yeah. I know it's a uh, there's a a large uh, Muslim population yes, it's, there. It's, Is it an officially Muslim country?
1: No, it's not officially Muslim. It's predominantly Muslim, yeah. uh but officially secular. So in Malaysia like like you'll you'll hear the prayer calls to prayers um you know a, a, a few times every day, you can they'll, they'll, you can hear in a loudspeaker um the, there's prayer rooms everywhere. Uh, all the food has to be halal. um I, I guess except for okay, I, that's not sorry, not all the food. But for example, like Burger King, there is halal. You know, um, right? Uh, all, the, all the franchises will be halal. um Is, is pizza, that true? Even
0: in like even in the ethnic Chinese communities in Malaysia? Are yes, they- yes, yes. So, but, so, but the so ethnic Chinese, Chinese food, and, no. Uh, that's my question. Okay, because that's that's not what I remember. I was there. Uh, I spent, I don't know, a few days in Malaysia once. I was up in uh, Penang and, you know, which I don't remember it being, I don't remember it being uh, all along. Yeah. So,
1: so the, so the like, um, hawker stalls, essentially the small business kind of food stalls, those places. Yeah. That, oh that's, that's
0: fine. World's <laughs> greatest, yeah. world's greatest food, Southeast Asian hawker stalls. Like, forget it.
1: Oh, it's the best. I can't believe you were in Penang. That's the, one of the best places to go. Um, uh, it was, it was and- a good time. Food is amazing, and I think you know Malaysia is a, a real a, a melting pot uh, in terms of uh, culture because you have Indian mixed with Malay, mixed with Chinese people, um, plus you know with Thai and Filipinos and Indonesians, and so the food mixes together and turns out fucking awesome.
0: Can I ask you some advice as a Please. as an ethnically Chinese person? Uh, <laughs> we've got the Jews. We've got our New Year's coming up in just a few weeks. You know, yeah. Rosh, Rosh Hashanah is coming up. It's, like, it's a big holiday for us, but it's not as big as Chinese New Year's, and it well it's, it not, it's like, not a
1: competition but
0: okay. it, it, but if it were we'd be losing and <laughs> uh it seems like there, you guys have quite a few ideas for how to have a good time. I, I wonder if there's any that you would recommend to us that we might think about borrowing to spice our New year's up a little bit because it, it is a few weeks away and we could use a little boost interesting
1: um do you have any kind of mythical animals? that you can kind of mythical animals that you can create some Uh, kind of
0: our mythical animals are mostly in the form of, of uh, like pot roast. (laughs) Uh, The gefilte gefilte fish I think is a mythical animal. (laughs) Well, if you could dress up like a, <laughs> what was that Gil,
1: Gil Bil, fish? Oh, uh, yeah. um, Gilbelta. Yeah. Gilfilter, yeah. Gilfilter fish, yeah. Um because I feel like a lot of the Chinese um what we make a big deal about on Chinese New Year is like the mythical animal shit. So, um if I don't know, if there's some kind of equivalent to a a lion dance or a, mm. a dragon, Oh yeah.
0: That, those yeah. dragon dances, those yeah. are nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that could help. You know, with your I parades. think that would help
0: a great deal. I think, yeah, yeah the kids <laughs> would get a lot, a lot more excited about that. Now, the the selling points for the children on on Rosh Hashanah are that, like, you know, challah instead of being uh, long is round. Okay, <laughs> that's sort of the big thing. Um, and it's, it doesn't excite the kids as much as a dragon parade with fireworks would, sure. would, would tend to do. Yeah. Fireworks. I don't know what is America. We're, we're just
1: pitching ideas here. I'm yeah, just brainstorming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a pinata. You know, oh, that's a, good too. Yeah. Just a pinata, but maybe like in the shape of a dreidel or, uh, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. again, yes, that's not a, a dreidel is not a Rosh Hashanah thing. Exactly. But, uh, but, yeah. but, but, but. <laughs> But no bad ideas. There is no bad ideas here, Ronnie.
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, just pitching. Uh, uh, oof, uh, maybe
0: was, was Chinese New Year's a big deal for you, growing up? Yeah, yeah, it's almost it kind of like family gets together. It's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't avoid it. Uh, it's um, I yeah, you never you don't think twice about it until you leave. The country, and then you're like, oh, people don't celebrate everyone. <laughs> like,
0: because then it's just like,
1: oh yeah, you just do it. It's uh, of course, it, it's actually, to be honest, like it's kind of a, a pain in the in the ass because, um, you you have to go back to visit your parents, and if your parents are in a separate country, as my mom's parents are, you have to go to Malaysia, and it's just traffic is just ugh. And there's no avoiding it, so you're stuck in traffic for what should be a four day weekend. You're stuck in traffic for like three days. It, you're just in cars, just trying to get home to be with people so you can argue with them. And it, it's, you know, I guess it's what Thanksgiving is here. It
0: sounds more like our Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to
1: have that family meal. Uh, you get, you get, you get money, which is good. Um, Wait, you get know. money? Yeah, we give it. Like, look, I, I, you, you know, I this is something I want to pitch to everybody as well. I think. Christmas, whatever gifts, yeah, mon- money. money, 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 money is the best gift. Money, money is not only th- is it gives you options. No wrapping paper. There's no plastic packaging. There's no waste. You're not getting something you you don't need at all. It's money. You always need money. Even if you put money <laughs> in, into your rent, put money, you know, into something intangible. Money, cash, money. But uh, there's this weird anxiety around giving someone money and I'm trying to remove the stigma to it because it's the best gift It's environmental and it's it's a love option we've already been through this but I honestly money guys and girls money the best gift give the gift of money it's environmental okay it doesn't kill turtles or dolphins or whatever unless you're buying a turtle and killing it right right but, but other the, you lose that the control
0: if you give somebody money they they could yeah they, yeah, they could use the money you give them to pay some sort of dolphin assassin. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Indirectly. But but, but it's a, but it's a, it's a risk worth taking. Yes. Um, Uh, Ronnie, that's fantastic advice to, I think, end this interview on. (laughs) Give give people money on the high probability that they won't use it to kill dolphins. Yes. (laughs) I I think that's fantastic. Uh, Thanks so much for taking the time, Ronnie. It's great to talk to you again, man. Yeah, great to hear from you again. See I'll you. see you in New York uh, when we're both back in New York and allowed to go outside. That'll be fun. Yeah, please. And that's it for this in quarantine. I'm Steve Bodo saying, plasma? I I guess I'll try the plasma. <laughs>